The greatest part of a writer's time is spent in reading. In order to write, a man will turn over half a library to make one book. Samuel Johnson Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Lex Files. It's been a couple of days since my last episode. Uh, I, I apologize for the inconsistency of my output. Life has been rather busy. It tends to get in the way of living. However, tonight I have a particular interest in talking about inspiration and the pursuit of inspiration outside of my previous discussion regarding the glorification or the, the romanticizing of the muse. I will attempt to make some, some more technical or perhaps more expansive thoughts or, or, or perhaps ramblings regarding the search for inspiration and how a person will find it in the living world. And uh, I do hope that you will stay with me and support me through this, uh, this journey of, uh, of my podcast. And uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to ask, send me a message online, or let me know when we meet up. Inspiration is an interesting word because, uh, if, if I remember correctly, and this is without searching for, for the definition online, it, uh, it has something to do with an intake of breath. It inspires a person and it's the beginning of an artistic or great pursuit. When a person is, is doing something incredibly gifted or when they're, they're pushing to achieve a great task, we can say that they are inspired. And when this person greatly influences other people, and when, when these people who are influenced by this one person seek to achieve their own goals in the same passionate manner, we can say that they are also inspired. But what is inspiration for the artist and for the ordinary human being? Is there a difference between somebody who considers themselves an artist or in the artistic world and someone who does not consider themselves artistic. When you are tasked with finding something and turning it into art, it kind of makes certain people feel restricted because they have to find something instead of it being a natural, progressive, organic, and... and um, human process when you are forced to take on a task it's not necessarily something that can drive you to do something well or to do something at all you can say that you're not inspired you can say that you're not driven to do anything of, of value or of, of great purpose um, Conversely, other people can find inspiration in being obliged to do something outside of their comfort zones. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
there are certain people who prefer to be given deadlines. I know of a couple of friends who are actually more efficient and more focused when they have someone else telling them, I need you to do this or I need you to finish this before a certain date. Others are even more specific. They find uh, inspiration and they find purpose and drive when somebody tells them, I need you to do something very specific, such as write a 5,000 word article regarding uh, pollution. Some people, when given this subject or when given this, this specific task, are inspired. And these very same people, when given free reign, when given complete freedom, artistic, technical, and intellectual freedom to, uh, to do a task, unfortunately don't have the same output. So why is inspiration so nebulous? Why is it so difficult to, to pin down? Is there a golden mean or is there, is there an average equation to determine the, uh, what's the word, the emphatic draw of inspiration? One of my, one, one of my biggest um, reasons for making art you know, coming from a very personal journey and, uh, and experience is when I find something visually appealing, when I see it on the road, when I see it online, or when, uh, when, uh, when it is introduced to me by a friend or even by a random person on the street, that becomes my inspiration. I usually see information instead of, uh, instead of, people or animals or objects or scenery. What do I mean by this? My inspiration does not come from a singular source. I can find a particular push from, a, uh, from an experience, such as looking at the sky and seeing pink, purple, orange, violet, and red clouds or, or, or uh, a fantastic sunset. However, it is not my pursuit or it is not my desire to perfectly replicate this, not all the time. My inspiration is in seeing something that draws me to, uh, to a desire. Other people that I've spoken to tend to find more inspiration from things that they do not see. They don't like being inspired by visual uh, stimuli. Some of them find inspiration in music. When they hear a certain tone, when they hear a certain note, or when they listen to a particular genre of music or even a particular artist, that's when inspiration strikes. Um, in my recent adventures in Tagaytay, one of the artists there, his name is Jason Moss, a fantastic human being, incredible eye for detail, and a very funny man outside of his uh, outside of his art uh, art space his inspiration or at least what i assume to be his inspiration is jazz music particularly french jazz he listens to this and uh, he he paints while listening to it not all the time of course and um, 
I noticed that he prefers to listen to it more often as white noise, which to some people is actually quite inspiring. White noise is basically background data or background information that does not necessarily come into the foreground or does not get all of your attention when you're doing something. You want to listen to something that's soft or gentle or doesn't have a lot of uh, doesn't have a lot of pull when you're working. In fact, a couple of friends of mine um, told me just last night that they listened to my podcast as white noise. Am I insulted by this? Of course not. The very fact that people are inspired or at, at the very least motivated to do their work while listening to my to my voice and to my ramblings even at the lowest possible possible volume is quite humbling to me this is a good thing i find this worthy of continuing my podcast because people see it as an inspiration and in turn I see it as an inspiration to keep making more content. Interestingly enough, I, I said a particular word that can also be interpreted or uh, can also be uh, similar to inspiration, and that is motivation. Motivation, again, without looking at, uh, at an online dictionary, basically means the desire or the, the the this emotion that allows you or that encourages you to do something despite all forms of discouraging data or despite being tired or despite being unaware of the the potentialities of success when you're motivated something inside you something um, something very primal and personal and and emotional says let's do this you are encouraged and you you have um, you have a drive a happiness or, or not necessarily happiness but a force inside you that makes you do something despite all hindrances and I suppose inspiration is the beginning of motivation because something has to start the fire. Something has to, to create the spark. Before you keep doing something and before motivation sets in and before you finish a task. So what happens if you're not inspired? What happens if nothing motivates you? And of course, some people... Some very clever munchkins will say that, oh, you know, I don't want to die hungry and I want to be able to pay the rent and live in a house and buy clothes and eat food and that's my motivation. I suppose that that is a fair response to the, the troubles of the modern world. However, that isn't necessarily an inspiration. That is partly a motivation and also part of a survival instinct. Nobody wants to starve. Nobody wants to go hungry and nobody wants to freeze to death or to sleep in a place that feels dangerous and has no walls and has no roof. 
nobody wants to run out of food, clothes, internet, light, water, the basic needs. This cannot, in my opinion, become your primary source of inspiration and motivation. Because the carnal desires are not meant to be our major driving force. They are survival instincts. As an artist, you can start with wanting to feed yourself. This is fine. This is not bad. If as an artist, your primary goal for making art or for choosing the clients that you choose is so that you don't starve or that you don't die, that's fine. You don't have to feel ashamed for choosing the, the higher paying, less inspiring or motivating client. But if this is your only reason for the next three or five years when choosing art or making art or when picking clients, then you will slowly start to react primarily on, a, uh, on an animalistic and survival state it will no longer be an inspiration. It will no longer be a motivation. It'll simply be survival. And that's not good. For an artist, that is not good. It is dangerous. It can hurt your artistic process and it can hurt your relationships with other people. Especially those who know that you are much better than what you're doing. There is um, there is an artist. I um, uh, I hope I remember his name. His name is John Singer Sargent, and he was considered one of the primary portrait artists in America during his time. If you look for his name, John Singer Dash Sargent, I think you will see so many beautiful pieces of artwork that are primarily portraits and this was at first his uh his money-making survival instinct but he was so good at it that people would hire him and commission him to make portraits of them and according to a biography to an uh, to a biography that i watched on youtube about the life of john singer sargent he eventually became so tired of it and he that he said no more portraits what used to be a survival process or what used to be a, a survival instinct or what used to be quite an inspiration for him one of the foremost portrait artists in america of his time lost inspiration and lost will and happiness in what he was doing because it was the only thing that he was doing so i suppose when you want to be an inspir you when you want to be inspired you also have to consider the poten the potential need for variety when you are an artist or perhaps when you are creating a, uh, creating something or when you are um, partaking on a, spe a specific task repetition will not always work this is why some people will make more mistakes the more frequently they do something in a short span of time like when you're when you're juggling a ball 
when you're dribbling or when you're swimming or when you're when you're practicing your your calligraphy strokes or or when when you're practicing a dance move sometimes doing the same thing over and over again will not make you better especially if it's a bad habit remember that quote about insanity it is doing the same thing in hopes of getting a different result each time so in in many ways an artist is teeter-tottering on um, you know on the edge of insanity because they have to repeat certain processes they have to look at certain uh, certain tasks in a repetitive fashion they have to keep doing something over and over again because it's what they're good at so when you want to find inspiration or when you're bored no not bored when you're uh, w when you're trying to find something new and you want to push yourself to do something better try something new if your colors are becoming boring and they're becoming stale and stagnant introduce something different introduce a new red or a new green or take out a color or if you're listening to the same music all the time and you feel like you want to do something different instead of listening to um, John Coltrane why not try oh, I don't know uh, a Japanese jazz artist or try something uh, from from the classics or try something from the modern world variety allows us to see the world in a new light we don't have to do something over and over again just because we're good at it and we certainly don't have to keep doing something over and over again because we want to be better than what we are now sometimes it's okay to do something new when inspiration is lacking another way to get into it is to consider where you are what you're looking at who you're with so your immediate environment is one of the biggest sources of inspiration and of drive sometimes when you look at your own room you find it to be so droll and boring and dull but the reality of the situation is you're only saying that because it's familiar familiarity breeds boredom and boredom breeds contempt when you look at your room try to see it not merely as facts or not merely as shapes and objects and placement instead see it as information information that you can toy with manipulate use add subtract in ways that are different from the way your eyes see them or when you're listening to music try to turn it around there's an artist um, on YouTube his name is isocene and he mixes he or she I, I don't know who isocene is and their human identity but this artist mixes two completely different and seemingly genre-defying songs and makes them 
fit perfectly. For example, um, he mixed Nine Inch Nails' um, Perfect Drug with Taylor Swift's Shake It Off. And he also mixed um, uh, Slipknot's Psychosocial with Justin Bieber's Baby. The spelling of the artist's name is I-S-O-S-I-N-E. Isocene or Isocyne. I, I, I don't know. I hope I spelled it right. Let me look for it. One moment, please. I will be right back. One, two. Yes, it is ISO scene spelled as I said it. Um, the channel has 104,000 subscribers and 84 videos on YouTube. And I certainly hope that they are that that, that these uh, these songs can provide some form of entertainment and inspiration for you regardless of your interest or of your of your um your your initial response to the songs by themselves i recommend listening to psychosocial baby and what's that other one what's that other one shake it off yeah Shake it off, the perfect drug. There you go. <clears throat> the, the, the beauty of inspiration and the beauty of looking at something in completely different eyes or listening to it in completely different ears or interpreting it in a completely different mind is that some of the most extraordinary creations can come out of it. If you stop judging something as boring, or if you train yourself to see something as new, despite sleeping in the same bed for the past eight years, or despite practicing the same uh, songs for the past eight hours, or, or eight days, or eight months, or eight years, despite that, you can find how wonderful and how beautiful it can, it can become if you stop judging it as boring or uninspiring or dull there is of course a caveat to this again try to avoid glorifying the process the process is not where the wonder and the beauty is it can be wonderful and beautiful Nevertheless, if you glorify a particular process, you will constantly look for it as a safety. You will start looking for, uh, for a certain habit or for a certain ritual or task as your, as, as your spark. And when that happens, you will become a diva or you will become, um, you will become obsessed with particular songs and if you don't get to hear that song physically or if you don't get to eat a certain food before you work then you will lose momentum and you will not be inspired instead you will become cranky and angry and upset and um, you'll start saying oh I can't perform today or I can't do this artistic task because I'm quote-unquote not inspired you absolutely do not have to be motivated to do something well. Inspiration is not the only 
ingredient in the recipe of quality, greatness, art, artistry, and style. Inspiration and talent, all of these, all of these conceptual words are not the, the, the major pieces of, an, of, of a beautiful dish. When you do something, you are taking bits and pieces of yourself and of your emotions and of your education and of the opinions and uh, teachings of others and putting it into something wonderful, into something that is inspired or something that is entertaining. So what if, so what if you're not feeling up for another portrait? So what if it's the 50,000th time you've recited this poem for a class or for uh, a group of listeners? It might be the 50,000th song or dance or to be or not to be performance for you, but it could be the first moment of beauty for your audience. Imagine that, being the first moment of inspiration for a child or for a listener or for an audience member or for a student that is watching you for the very first time. And, you, and then here you are thinking, wow, this could work. Or they could be thinking, I, I, I can live with this. This is, this is inspiring for me. It could be great. I mean, um, I think it was the discussion yesterday with, with another friend of mine, and he said, you miss all the shots you don't take. So what if you're not inspired? You don't have to care. You don't have to be afraid of lacking inspiration. All you have to do is try. All you have to do is do. So where, where can you find inspiration? You can find inspiration in other artists. You can find inspiration in your previous work. You can find inspiration in a book you've read, a song you've listened to, an object in your room, an object outside of the house, a memory, an emotion, a phrase, a show, and these, uh, these beautiful aspects of life and living will slowly make your life a little bit easier and a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more, well, inspiring. If not just for yourself, then for other people as well. Thank you so very, very much for being with me. I appreciate your time. I hope that there was some comprehension along the way and that uh, it, will, uh, it will give you a bit of motivation for your next artistic task. If you have questions, please send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you want to be a guest, please let me know. We'll try to arrange something. Thank you very much for your time. And thank you for listening to The Lex Files. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.
Good night.